Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Just a warning, this episode is full of spoilers for Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 6. Be warned. Welcome to Mum Mia Recaps, the podcast that breaks down the show that everyone's talking about at the moment, which is obviously Game of Thrones. I'm Claire Stevens. I'm Holly Wainwright. <laughs> and I'm Claire Murphy. So last night we had the season finale of Game of Thrones. The ever finale. The ever finale. The friggin' series finale. It was bloody hectic. So right now where we've been left is that Bran's king, which we'll get to, Danny's dead, Sansa's queen of the north, and Jon's gone beyond the wall. And Ghost got a pat. So that's nice. That's nice. So where do we even start? Do we start with King Bran? All hail Bran the Broken. First of his name, King of the Andals and the First Men. Lord of the Six Kingdoms and Protector of the Realm. King Bran. Well, look, I was a bit disappointed in the whole King Brand situation. I wasn't cheering. I don't know. What about you, Claire Murphy? Were you cheering? Maybe cheering is not the right word, but like just accepting of Brand. Like if you wanted someone to be king, why would you not want the guy who has the entire history of all of the world and all of its people in his head? Like he's going to make some fairly informed decisions, don't you think? That was Tyrion's point. Yeah. I still can't get my head around why Tyrion was allowed to be in charge of choosing oh, I, who the king no. was going to be because he know, was like, at that point about to be executed. They just pulled him out of worm. jail. He still had his shackles on and he's like, hey, and guys, it, I'm just going to change the whole way that this works now. Is that okay? And they're uh, all like, thumbs up. That didn't make any sense to me. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. I'd like, sure, King Bran, fine. Like I just, it didn't make me excited. I'm so mad. I'm so <laughs> mad. It means that nothing makes sense like why why was he he said like I can't be a leader I'm the three-eyed raven (laughs) and then next minute they're like Bran can you be king and he's like why'd you think I came here and it's like what (laughs) I don't understand anything you said for the last three seasons Bran do you know what I thought I thought can you imagine if Bran was your friend on Facebook oh like it would just be nothing but like vague inspirational memes and and quotes statuses statuses used to be like unfollow yes (laughs) But he's not even the king of everything because Sansa seceded. She was like, oh, yeah, nah, you're not going to be the boss of me. And so she went off to have her own kingdom and I don't understand why everyone else didn't do the same thing anyway. And so Bran's what? In King's Landing, in the ruins, you know, shooting Although the shit they didn't look Tyrion too ruiny by the end no. there, did they? Like they rebuilt that damn fast. There was a time jump that was unclear. Yeah. I have no idea how long that was between when Jon killed Danny and when... 
all the people were there making it. So long enough to rebuild a city. Yeah, yeah. Tyrion mentioned yes. it had been a few weeks that yes. he had to think it over. Yeah. But like, can you, like when everyone is dead and there's no people left, can you rebuild the city <laughs> in just a couple of weeks? Apparently. Guess Apparently, yes. So as we mentioned, this kind of all happened because Danny's dead. So I think personally that that was the best moment of the entire episode when John went rogue and goes in to Danny and finally kisses her because he wouldn't kiss her because he's like you're my auntie and then he kisses her and then bam stabs her and she's like I'm dead but the saddest part oh we're talking dragon we're here. talking oh, Drogon sweetie he yeah. came and he just nudged with his nose he was like mama yeah mama wake up mama and she didn't wake up i'm, d- I'm dead inside i felt absolutely <laughs> oh. zero emotion for that oh my dragon God. It's, like, really? it's like a big dog i really liked the bit where it shook off the snow when it was outside the front of that i was like wow that's impressive yeah but like you feel no I feel emotion nothing for how the about dragon? when he burnt down the throne like he was so he, did you see how gently he lifted her yeah. up off the ground oh my God, oh my God, like with his little claw, he just gently picked okay, her up. Okay, oh but I have God. questions about the dragon, right? Because, yes, so he's furious. Jon Snow's just killed his mum. And so he's taking his revenge on the throne. Yeah. Now, this was supposed to, I suppose, be a metaphor for the fact that the throne corrupted Danny, rather yeah. like his beautiful mama became a crazy psycho. But also, too, the throne was forged by a dragon of the Targaryens. So uh. it can be destroyed by a dragon of the Targaryens. So is it only a dragon that could do that? Yes, because the uh, the Aegon the Conqueror, he, the, he created the Iron Throne out of the thousand swords of his enemies and it was forged with dragon fire. Yeah. So we've come full circle now and the only thing that can really destroy the Iron Throne is the dragon. But the motivation for destroying it in the first place presumably is look what a mess you've made yes so this is a very cerebral dragon we're talking about here who really gets the whole concept (laughs) of power corrupt have you met a dragon how smart a dragon we don't know he's got the best character development he's bloody amazing john survived this unbelievable fiery blast that melted metal and everything around it he spared john because he was like not your fault i'll burn the throne but he didn't kill John because no. John is a Targaryen too and they can't destroy Targaryens. But then why didn't he stick around to help him out? Well, I guess because his mum just died. Yeah. He's a little bit emotional about grieving. it. And he had to pick her up and fly her away from all of the trauma. To where? Who knows? He was flying east. The fact yeah. that there was no resolution on the dragon factor did frustrate me a little. Yeah, yeah. he just went somewhere to be with his mum. <laughs> and he's so alone because his brother's died. Oh, my oh, God. He's got Drogon. nobody yeah. now. Sad Really, Drogon. really sad. But I thought that was the turning point for the episode. I was like, oh, my God. And then after that, I thought the episode was terrible and went down the toilet. Can we talk about, like, I had, there was a few really emotional moments in that, like, when Tyrion was pulling the bricks away and yes, finds yeah. Jamie and Cersei lying dead underneath. Yeah. I was like, this is the first time I think we've ever seen Tyrion cry. Yes, I love that. In eight seasons. And it's like, that that really hit me hard because it's like, how traumatic a relationship did he have with both of them? Especially Cersei, he wanted mm. to kill him like her whole life. Mm. But he still managed to feel emotional. And it would them. all be closing in. In fact, I have to say, the first half of that episode was bloody brilliant. Yes. Mm. Like, I loved it. I loved it from when it opened on, you know, this the city in ruins and they're walking through it and it's all quiet and there are the dead. Oh, I, I thought the first half was amazing and the scale when Danny comes out and talks to all the soldiers and the, all of that was absolutely brilliant. Side note, 
where are all these Dothraki multiplying Look, from? Oh, it's unclear. And also, I, but I thought that last week because I thought they had all pretty much yeah. died at the Battle of Winterfell yeah. when they rode off and then all the little lights went yeah. out. But then they reappeared. Then there was a handful during the fall of King's Landing and now there's a horde. Mm. Yeah. It's like they literally multiplied out of nowhere. It makes that no is sense. that makes that no was sense so to good. Me. Those those scenes with the um, with Danny kind of standing on the ruins of the Red Keep and and you know the scale of it and John and Tyrion and Aya just kind of like what is going to happen was so good. Jon Snow looked like he was crapping his pants. Yeah. yeah, like he's just standing off to the side. Like my girlfriend is losing her mind, and I have no idea what to do. I loved it when she'd made her big scary speech where she'd illustrated that she had indeed lost her mind when she was saying to everybody that you know we're going to free everybody from all over the world and it's like ah just killed a whole lot of little kitties and then Tyrion comes up and you can almost see it looking at him like right great now you're gonna really rain on my parade (laughs) you've arrived to give me some shit about what just went on I know and Jon Snow's looking at me like that because he's gonna give me some shit about what all those dead kids and stuff oh that was great when Tyrion threw his hand um, badge down the steps and I was like yes Tyrion go (laughs) but now you're dead now you're dead I felt like there was a bit of redemption for Danny like when she was talking to Jon Snow and she was justifying her actions, I felt like I kind of got her. She used their innocence as a weapon against me. She thought it would cripple me. And so she did what she had to do to get the end result and free the people from a tyrannical leader and she achieved that. So you're kind of like, you have to feel like she knew and then she really truly believes that she knows what is good and she knows what to do to free the people like she in her heart of hearts believed in herself and if you can think about like in real world terms how many people truly believe they're doing the right thing a lot of psychopaths Claire that's screwing people up (laughs) a lot of psychopaths she was (laughs) illustrating in that moment that for her the the end justified the means no matter what it was and they had surrendered there was like the last week in that battle, they had surrendered. She was getting what she wanted. There was no need for her to do what she did. When Jon Snow was trying to justify her to Tyrion down in the dungeon. Oh, were you just like, stand up for your lady? Like, that's lovely. I loved it how Aya, Aya came up and was like, she's going to kill you. You're really not that hot that she's going to spare you. And then Tyrion basically said exactly the same thing. She's going to kill you. How long do you think she's going to keep you around for? Because you're not that hot either. And then he's in there going, no, she's really good. And she, and Tyrion was like, really? <laughs> so would you have been happy if Jon Snow had sat on the throne at the end? Happier, happier. You reckon? Oh, gosh, I'm so mad by this ending. I'm I would have so been mad. so disappointed if it was old mediocre mate Jon Snow. He just literally wandered around with people telling him things to his face that he just didn't get. <laughs> Like people saying she's going to murder you in your sleep, and he's like, mm, "Nah, I don't agree." But he did get did, well did eventually. Get it, didn't he? Because it took he a lot. Killed her. But John, being the selfless hero oh, that he is, Claire Murphy, no. he did not murder Danny because she was going to kill him. He was prepared to sacrifice himself. He murdered Danny to save the innocence of the world because oh, she was took like a whole bunch now, of people before he figured it out. It's like because she was like, "Now we're going to Winterfell, and now we're going to North, and now we're going to Dawn, and we're killing everybody." <laughs> Me. And John was like, oh, maybe it's time for me to actually do something. <laughs> oh, take your time, John. Just wait till she levels an entire city and then figure yourself out. We'll wait. You are my queen. Now and always. I have so many issues. So I'm totally against 
King Bran. I'm totally <laughs> against what happened post that moment. When what about all the dudes in the tent? It was a bit yes. of a surprise moment, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh so goodness. everyone's back together. What's his face? Uh, Booby Milk Boy. Oh, oh, that was exciting. Robin. Robin, Robin Aaron. Aaron. I've forgotten hot. about all those people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a few people there that were a bit surprising. Old uh, Ed, Ed Muir Tully. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. was like... I stand before you as one of the senior lords in the country, a veteran of two wars, and I like to think my experience has led to some small skill in statecraft and Uncle. an understanding. I love that bit. I love that That was so my best much. bit. Like, please sit. And she just gives him a look. See, I love Sansa. I wanted Sansa to be in charge of everything. Or Aya, those two are my absolute favourites. And I am very glad they survived. It's not that I begrudge the Starks and and a lot of the main characters a happy ending. I just wanted more drama at the end. Yeah. It yeah. just felt to me like it kind of just petered out. A bit too easy. Like it just all felt like it felt like there were just so many complex plot points over eight seasons slash however many years, eight years. Ten, pretty much. And and a lot of it didn't matter in the end. Mm. And that's what upset me. I feel like George R. R. Martin would have made everything matter. I will laugh <laughs> if he end. releases this book and it is exactly the same. I know. As and we'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, it wouldn't have changed <laughs> anything. I guess the moment when John killed Danny did literally make me gasp and that's what I'm always hoping yes. for with Game of Thrones and it doesn't always have to be a violence that's going to make you gasp but just something that's going like, and I was shocked because I was, I mean, I knew I thought they were going to have a big face-off, a big dramatic mm. face-off, which would have been much more predictable, to be honest. But I think one of the things that's kind of confused us this season is because we had the amazing epic Battle of Winterfell only a few episodes in and that really when you think about it, was the plot point and the battle with the highest stakes. Like the dead are mm. coming for you. They're unstoppable. And because that happened quite early, mm. everything after it has felt a little bit like anticlimax because you're just like, oh, well, yeah, you know. And I See, for me, I'm the opposite. I feel like the big battle scenes are amazing uh, and definitely where it gets like your adrenaline going and pumping. But for me, Game of Thrones has always been about the quiet moments and it's always been about the politics and it's always been about the wheelings and the dealings and the, the alliances and then the breaking of those alliances and the characters and how they are involved in all of that sort of intricate web of, of lies and deception. For, for me, that's what Game of Thrones has been about. So when the battle was done and dusted, I was like, finally, we can get back to what this show was politics. originally, which is about politics. It's called Game of Thrones for a reason, because it is them all trying to get to this one pointy part of the of the world, and that is to sit on the Iron Throne. So for me, it was a, a return to kind of what it should have been when we all got sidetracked by, you know, the Battle of the Bastards and the Battle of Winterfell and, like, all the big amazing dragons breathing on stuff, and it became something else. But I know what you're saying, but doesn't that kind of just make it feel like it wasn't much of a conclusion? Because I felt like any of those dramas and, and um, spats and people challenging could all just pick up again tomorrow. Yes, it could, and that's how they left it. Like, it literally they yeah, walked out it and it looked like we could have another ten seasons exactly. off the back how that ended, which is how it started. And I kind of liked that 360 back to the start mm. with John riding moodily off into the forests beyond the wall because he's back at the Night's Watch, which is literally oh, where we started. Bombed out. And I kind of, I really liked that. And I liked how they left Sansa and Arya still as two very strong moral women who had stuck to their guns through the whole thing and they've stayed true to their character and allowed their moments to be tough because really Cersei and Danny's storylines had kind of taken them 
to a place that we weren't hugely happy with. Uh, and so like I, I felt like it kind of had come to a conclusion I was happy with and the fact that I'd left it at a point where it felt like it can go on, it's it's... I think it's more like we felt like we needed a big dramatic end to give us a full stop, but I don't feel like that's how the world works. You never get a big full stop on anything in life, so why should you get it in a TV show that's that's about politics? That's very reasonable. (laughs) I feel like I didn't need a full stop. I feel like I just needed some things answered. I would have been happy with Danny sitting on the throne at the end and being like, damn, like, this is not gonna. This is gonna keep going very, very badly, and she's gonna invade all these places, and everyone's gonna die. I would have quite liked that, but I just feel what annoyed me so much is that is that for that second half, I was just you couldn't suspend the disbelief. I was like, this is so stupid. For one, why <laughs> did Jon Snow when Danny when he killed Danny, Drogon flies off with her? He must have admitted to murdering her, which is the most Jon Snow thing to ever have done. It's like, (laughs) mate, just say she walked away and I don't know where she went. (laughs) And what's that big blood stain on the floor? Not sure. And BT dubs, I'm the rightful heir to the throne. (laughs) What would have happened is Grey Worm would have walked in two seconds after that because there was quite a lot of commotion going on and he would have killed Jon. Yeah, well, without question. Like, why didn't they kill Jon? Or Tyrion, straight away, the way they were killing everybody. I... I I think your point is very reasonable, Claire, that it was a kind of sensible, like gentle ending and everybody's where they're supposed to be kind of thing. But I'm also very brand with then the other me. Claire. Yes. <laughs> I've come a very long way. <laughs> but also I agree with the other Claire that I also just have a lot of unanswered, like why did we live through all that? So like what's even the point of Jon Snow being the rightful heir to all exactly. of this stuff if now he's just marching around with, with my – I'm very happy to see – what's his name? What's Tormund. his name? I love oh, my Tormund. name. Big Ginge. Yeah. Big Ginge. Yeah. <laughs> I was very happy to see that Big Ginge was back. I was very happy to see that Brienne survived. It was very touching when she filled in oh, Jamie's thing, even yeah, though we were nice. all hoping she was in writing the book of like, brothers. is a dick. Yeah. yeah. Like totally slept with me and then ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> That was really touching, so I was happy for her. I'm happy that Tyrion didn't die. But I'm just like, why did we – what was all of that drama about? Well, ask Bran. He seems to know. (laughs) He does. And and I'm sorry, but the line that they gave, like the the writing on the bit where they were in the the throne room, you know, the the new king's council, was shocking. When they were like, and what about that dragon? And Bran's like, let me see if I can find him. And they wheel him out of the room so he can walk and go and have – like. Oh my and god! Then there were, and then there was banter and weird jokes, and I was like, Ruffles. "Shut up! It's not the time." I for liked banter. the banter and the weird jokes. I love that he called him like the Lord of Inflated Titles or whatever it was he called Bron of the Blackwater, because these are who those people are. They're going to sit down and they're going to start hashing out this new world and these new lands and titles and and money. Because when you get back to it, you need cash to run a country that has just been destroyed by a dragon. So you have to like start rebuilding, and that's where you start from. Again. Can we also talk about Bran being called Bran the Broken and how that probably wasn't his favourite name to be given as a king? Like they're just like, who should be king? Bran the Broken. And you could see his face was like, can we rethink my name before we do it? And they're like, no, 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 Bran the Broken. Like she got mother of dragons. Like that's pretty fancy. He's like not wise man in a chair. Not three-eyed raven guy. Not like I know everything. Holder of all memories and knowledge. (laughs) So where do we all sit on the satisfaction scale? Well, 
very low personally. <laughs> I'm a two. And that two is to Drogon and his character <laughs> development. Um, what about Ghost and his ear? He lost an okay. ear in the Okay, battle. two and a half. Yeah. Yes. That yes. gave me a little tear too when we when we got a pat in finally. Because, you know, and I just found this out yesterday, you know why he didn't pat him in that other episode? Uh, because the producer said it's too hard to film the dire wolves because they're like real wolves yeah. that they upsize, right, in CGI. And sometimes it's just really hard to film them interacting with people because they don't really like to interact Aww. with people. So it's like they just went, we'll just, we'll just make him look at him rather than like oh, pat him. And the whole world was like, no. And the whole world was going, what is the symbolism here? And they're like literally just too hard. I take issue with that excuse because I've sat through the entire Twilight saga. Those werewolves are very realistic. Yes. I've seen werewolves being cuddled a lot. Yes. Anyway, I, my satisfaction level is about five because okay. I'm giving it 50-50 because very much a game of two halves for me. The first half I loved, I was there and I was going this is amazing this is what I'm here for and the second half I was like yeah mm. I'm gonna go if we're out of 10 here I'm going for an eight. Oh, yeah mark. I'm going for an eight uh, because I it was an ending that I didn't expect and I was kind of pissed that it was going to be Jon Snow and I was going to be disappointed because it was going to be really predictable uh I kind of knew that Jon and Danny would end each other in some way mm. so I sort of I saw that coming from a mile away, but Bran I did not see. I really enjoyed some of the dialogue in this. It was kind of back to original Game of Thronesy style uh, interactions, so much emotion, uh, and I just I felt like I wasn't expecting and we should never have expected with this show to be fulfilled and satisfied because from day one they've been dashing our expectations by killing off people that we love. So, like, I felt like it ended the way that it should open-ended and really not fully satisfactory. So it's all done. No idea what we're going to do from now on. We're going to ride off into the forest yeah. with a moody look on our face and our dire wolf at our side. Yeah, <laughs> like John, go hunting for a dragon. Well, thanks for recapping the show with me because I needed people to debrief. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Bye.